Yeah, yeah. Uh. Seeker Star. All right, I'm going to drop a bar real quick. Okay. Go. Go. Yeah. Okay. Drop it. Hurry. The music's ending. No. Welcome to uh, Seeker Start. I am Grant. I'm Josiah, and, and I'm disappointed. Oh. I was waiting for the bar, dude. Dude, I'd rather you be mad than disappointed. Um, with us today, though, a very special guest, a man that we have been very close friends with for an Not hour. Very, yeah, I'm about to say. For okay. an hour I was, now. I was like, what? Steven Lauterbach from Despite Popular Belief Podcast. I feel like podcast. you spelled or said his name wrong. It's Lauterbach, correct? That's correct. <laughs> is it a hard T or is it a soft T? Uh, if, if you're authentic German, it's Lauterbach. I said it better. You didn't. Do- <laughs> I almost did. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, like a soft T, like when you say like grandparents, you know, G-R-A-N-T oh, parents, okay. grandparents. Well, uh, Stephen, I heard you are related to none other than Martin Luther, correct? Yeah, my uh, grandfather was a Lutheran pastor. He traced our lineage back all the way to Martin Luther. I guess from his great time, 17 grandson. Wow. So that is awesome. Stayed in the, family. the guy that started Christianity. <laughs> no, I'm joking. joking. Now we're podcasting. Congrats. Just, we just, just lost joking, seven guys. subscribers because of that. Dang it. Now we're only down to six. Oh, no. <laughs> oh awesome. But anyway, um, you do the Despite Popular Belief podcast. And if you haven't heard this podcast, it is a really encouraging time. He covers a, a lot of really different topics. And I've listened to a, a, quite a few of them. And I've been very encouraged by just his attitude and his the way that he his heart is to encourage believers. So I would like to hear an episode or or see like a video slash podcast episode about who has the best chicken sandwich because there's mm. there's a lot of options out there now. You know, you got the the Zaxby's, the Chick Fil A, the Popeyes, Burger King just made one, which I'm still going to try with low standards, but you know, Popeyes, still, something I'd like to see. <laughs> Popeyes is uh pretty pretty much the best chicken sandwich, even though I work at. Chick-fil-A. Heresy. Um, but yeah, so go check out his podcast. Give him a follow on his social media platforms. Awesome dude. Awesome podcast. Um, a good friend of ours was actually on the podcast once upon a time ago, Nathan oh, Alfara. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That is yes. a that is a really uh that was a really cool episode and it was really cool. That's actually how I discovered your podcast was through you reaching out to him. So oh, wow. small world. Kind of. So yeah, um, today we're going to go over another attribute of God, which has been a long time in the making. This is yes. something that we really, really want to do well, and um, that's why we brought on an expert. <laughs> but uh, in all seriousness, this is a extremely important attribute of God. It is an attribute that is emphasized very specially in the Bible. The Bible talks about how there are seraphim, there are great angels in heaven, and they have six wings, and they cover their, their eyes, and they cover their feet, and they fly, and all kinds of these really weird description of this of these angels, and they're singing in a chorus, holy, holy, holy. Now, in Hebrew, whenever things are mentioned three times, it's it's like the superlative, which means like it's the ultimate emphasis. There's nothing greater than this. So there's this great emphasis on holy, holy, holy. You don't see in the Bible any other attribute of God mentioned like this. So you don't see love, 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 or grace, grace, grace. You see holy, holy, holy. 
And so we're going to talk about today what that means. So Grant, holiness, what is it? Yes, so the word holy itself means to be separated, to be marked off, placed apart, or withdrawn from common use. Uh, But in regard to God, this word has two important meanings. Uh, One being God is separate from and transcendent above his creation, and he is separate from and transcendent above his creation's corruption. Yeah, so God is separated from everything in two distinct ways. One, he is perfect, meaning he is completely righteous. And there that is an aspect of holiness. But another aspect of holiness is that God is transcendent, which means that God is above or greater than or beyond in, a, in an extreme manner. Mm. So what that means is there's quality and there's quantity. Quality is mm-hmm. the specific character, um, the, the specific nature of the character of God. Um, we When we talk about how God is above or greater than his creation, what we're talking about is that God is not just a bigger version of people, right? He's not just a giant, you know, in the sky who is so much bigger in mass. But even though he is, he is obviously vast and he is immense. However, when we talk about transcendence, we're talking about God's quality. The quality of God's character is different than us. It's a different quality altogether. He's completely different than we are. We are humans. He is not. He is the creator. We are the creation. When we talk about God's transcendence, we're talking about how God is much greater than everything that he has created in an astounding manner. And so that is how God is holy. God is completely set apart from sin. He's completely separated from anything sinful because he is perfectly righteous, um, but he's also above us in his nature, in his character, who he is. A human's first reaction to the word holy probably is like uh, perfect, perfection. Mm. In, from like a human perspective, we see that as like morally perfect mm. because those are things that we try to do, right? But like we're, we're talking about something that's beyond perfection. Of course, it's beyond morality, mm. beyond righteousness. Yes, he is righteous. It's weird to say like God is moral. That kind of sounds weird, but right. um, I mean that's that's how we're building up to this word holy. Uh, it's transcendent. It is like no other. So I, I think R.C. Sproul said it best. He he refers to holiness as the otherness of God. Like, mm-hmm. Man, that phrase. Just, yeah, that's tough. You feel like you start to get it. I know that we'll never comprehend holiness because it it is it is transcendent. But the otherness of God makes it outside of all of our, really our comprehension. It's incredible. Yeah, 100%. So in the Bible, how how do people react to this holiness? How do people react to this, to coming into an encounter of this otherly thing, um, this thing that is completely different than them? What uh, Do you do you know of any examples, Stephen, of that, of, of the reaction of people in the scriptures? Yeah, for sure. There's I mean, there's numerous accounts of like people having an encounter with God's holiness and they're dropping as if dead. Um, Moses comes to mind like when uh, the burning bush incident is happening, this flame is, is telling Moses to remove his, his sandals because the ground he stands on is holy ground. And we've never seen that before in Scripture. That's the first time this is showing up. What does this mean? Like, how yeah. is the ground holy? Presence of God's holiness can't even put your feet on it. 
goes back to the seraphim you were describing. This is why the seraphim's feet are covered by a second, well, second set of wings, even though they fly. Like that blows my mind. Mm. That should that should start to paint the picture of a holiness that these creatures have to be in the presence of. Now you have a human. You have Moses in this presence. He's walking. Take your shoes off. This is different. This is this is new. Yeah, it's just so interesting to see how the things that are closest to the holiness of God, the, the things that are closest to this really tangible, amazing being that is right in front of them. For instance, uh, you know, with Moses, the the burning bush, and you have with uh, the seraphim, literally they're sitting in the presence of the God of the universe, and they can't do anything but be afraid. You know, they can't do anything but, for instance, the seraphim, who is in the unadulterated presence of God, he can't even do anything but sing holy, holy, holy. Like that's, <laughs> and he doesn't, it's not that he's forced to, He's not up there like God has a gun to his head. You better sing those words. No, like this being who is greater than we are, this seraphim, this is a a six-winged monster with a whole bunch of eyes on it. It's singing in awe and respect and fear of God. He's covering his eyes, covering his feet. But, I mean, you also have examples in the Bible where people literally die because they come into the presence of God. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the natural reaction as as created beings and understanding that God is not a created being and that His holiness is um, it's intrinsic or or inherent. Um, it's not something that He decides to do, but it's essential to His character. So, as a created being, um, we can't. I mean, as you were saying, Stephen, we can't wrap our minds around that. Um, we can't even begin to fathom it. So that's that's the only um, reaction that we can have. You know, is is to you know, fall as if dead or, or to sing holy, 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 because um, it's just, it's his very character. Yeah. One thing I think we, we can see real, ex- real live examples of this. When we read in Exodus, it talks about the high priest and how they are to take care of their bodies, how they're to take care of their sin, how they're supposed to have these certain sacrifices in order to go into the holy and holies and make another sacrifice for the people, how they need to dread. I mean, every single thing, about their person going into this really special space where God has has promised to dwell within this tent, like which that's a that's a mind blower to begin with. Why would a holy God ever want to come dwell on Earth, um, where it's yeah. you know vicious out here um, and unholy? But God is dwelling in this tent, and He's He commands the people who are going to go inside of this tent, where there is the unadulterated holiness of God. You have to do this, or you are going to die. Also. You need to put a bell on you and tie a rope around your waist in case you forgot to do one of these things well, <laughs> because it's yeah. going to kill you. I'm like the power, the 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 greatness, the transcendence really starts to come into effect <laughs> whenever you come into it and it's and you're not prepared um, because you'll die. And the same thing with the holy of holies. I'm sorry, the ark of the covenant. This, they right. they start carrying the ark of the covenant. And they were carrying it in a way that God not, had not commanded them, and the thing started to fall. And one of the guys, you know, or I think it was two guys, they stuck out their hands to try to catch it, you know, because what, you're not going to let the Ark of the Covenant that has the, the presence of the Holy Spirit, like, you're not going to let it hit right. the ground. But they died because the presence of God was within it. So, yeah, people are, are terrified of this presence, and it's not because they heard stories about how scary this presence was is because it actually is different, you know. Um, and yeah. even there's, there's examples in about angels who are, who 
come before men and, you know, the angel that came before Joseph and Jesus, when he was walking on the water and, you know, we just start to see the transcendence, the, the, the greatness, the holiness, the separation between God and man really starts to show up in these biblical stories when people fall on their faces in fear. So this leads to the question as we are sinful people, the Bible talks about how God is holy and we understand that. We hopefully just having heard this right now, we, we kind of hear God is holy and he is um, separate from sin. Okay. Which means that he's unapproachable to human beings. Mm-hmm. How do we as human beings, Stephen, get to come before this God? We are unholy. We are sinful. We sinned against this holy being. How do we get to come before this holy being? Not just as who we are, but in boldness. Yeah. There's a couple of things. Uh, one is you start to realize the power of prayer. I know that sounds tacky. Um, your words are being brought to God in Jesus' name. Mm. So, like you start to understand this this vessel of prayer, and you you are you are talking to a holy God. So you can use your words. That's that's profound. That's amazing. Mm. We're so careful with prayer, but your physical body stays on earth and you pray, your words are going up to Yahweh God. That's amazing. That's that's amazing to me. Um, there's something else too I want to point out. You've heard this before. Come as you are, right? And people criticize that or they misinterpret it. But it's like, come as you are, yes, but don't remain as you are right. before the Holy God. Yeah. So like First Thessalonians uh, chapter 5, verse 23, uh, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now we're starting to understand sanctification and they're using words like completely and your whole spirit sanctification. Like now we're getting a glimpse at, at the process that Jesus provided for us so that we can be before Yahweh God mm. in heaven. Yeah. Like, man, that, that's, that's incredible. Yeah, That's dude. so cool. That's so crazy. You think about the gospel. No one can come before God. And that's mm. that's the humbling part because you have to you actually have to come to that understanding. You have to know I can't be face to face with God in the state that I'm in. Because mm-hmm. God because God will punish sinners. Uh, he will yeah. he will punish sinners and he's not gonna punish unjustly. He's gonna punish justly. And what we justly deserve is eternal separation from from a holy, loving God. Christ is the only way that human beings can come into that relationship with a holy God. The only way that a human being can be made right with God is by what God has done to make them right with him. So Jesus Christ came and he died and he he went through this massive torture and he was Mm -hmm. nailed to a cross and he took punishment for sins upon himself. But he didn't just do that. He, He died and three days later he rose again. And what happened... He ascended into heaven as who he, who he is. He's God. But the thing is, he calls us to faith. And what he says is that through our faith, we are, we are given the righteousness of God. So the only way we can come to a, a holy God in boldness, and the only way we could ever stand before a holy God is if we are holy, if we are, right. are in the same state as he is. And that is exactly what Christ has done for us unholy people is he has paid yeah. for our sins and then he gives us his righteousness through faith. 
And he doesn't just give us our righteousness through faith. He gives us faith in, yeah. in the first place. So that's the I'm, amazing yeah, part. I was going to mention that. It's the, the faith factor. It takes a level of faith to believe that sanctification is happening in you and that you are absolved of your sin. Mm. That, there's a level of faith that is just like, it's up there, man. Yeah. That's so tough. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and to add on to what you were saying, yeah, I mean, he calls us to be <clears throat> to be holy and to even go back to what you were saying, Stephen, it's not just a matter of being called to be morally correct, you know, because I know sure. a lot of people who are moral people have a lot of moral standards, but um, that doesn't mean that they're believers, you know, so we're called to be set apart from the world, called to be holy and set apart from, from the rest of the world. Um, to where it's like there's there's this noticeable difference of you know this guy doesn't follow the you know whatever follows the crowd go you know it's a matter of going yeah. against the grain in in terms of what what does the word say you know yeah and I think what does it mean to be set apart because for us mm-hmm. holiness is being set apart to something else right which is God we are being here's the world here's God we are being set apart to God. We were once of this world, now we are of this world. We are once flesh, now we have the spirit. And we're wrestling, obviously, with, with flesh. But when we talk about being set apart, God isn't set apart in the same way that we are set apart. God is the thing that is set apart. We are being set apart to him. right? He's not being set apart to us. He is him. You know, We are being set apart to him. So when, we, when God calls us to be holy as he is holy... He's calling us to live to him. You know, he's calling us to forsake the world. He's calling us to get rid of um, and repent of our sin, as we talked about a couple weeks ago. But ultimately, like, he is the thing. He is the great yeah. being. He is the holy one. He is holy, holy, holy. We, are, we can be holy, but he is holy, holy, holy. Um, he is the one who is the supreme holy that we are to be like. We are to be set apart to. He's claiming us. That's like, that's what's going on. He's claiming us. For that consecration, and we get to see that example uh, with the covenant with Israel. Yes, like the like the whole the whole building of the Old Testament, like the whole story in there. It's like God chose His people, consecrated them, made all of these these laws. You know, you've got your your three different types of laws. That's a whole other conversation. But like He was making them look different than the pagan cultures around them, making them act different, putting this standard into play. That's like. Do you realize who just claimed you? Like that's that's mm. how I think that whenever I see that, it's not like, you know, how much can you do? Our actions are filthy rags. It's like you are seeing who you've been claimed by and it's like that should man, that should blow your mind. Exactly. Exactly, wild. man. That's so tough because it's not like he calls us to be holy as sinful people. Hey guys, I just need you I really need you to be holy, okay? Um, be just like me. I know, like, that's kind of a, a, a hard task, you know. <laughs> you know, be just like yeah. this transcendent being who you literally aren't like, like, in by nature, but be like me. No, he, he promises to give us a new heart, right? Like, mm. we have followed in the footsteps of our first father, Adam. Yeah. And through Christ, we see, like, the the prophecy in Ezekiel 36. We talked about this in, in the repentance episode. Mm. He says, and mm. I will give you a new heart. A new spirit I will put within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh. I'll give you a heart of flesh, 
um, and mm. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be, and to be careful to obey my rules. Mm. So you you talk about this consecration of a people for himself. You know, God literally has to do the work. And that's why it's yeah. called grace, that God, by yeah. his own choice, graciously does yeah. a work in us to follow him and to be holy and to, like you're talking about, sanct- be sanctified, to be set apart, right, for right. him. And that's just, we, we praise God. So how do we, as Christians, how do we respond to this? You know, because we can sit here and talk about this all day. We can talk about how God is holy, about how we are to follow him, be holy like him. Um, but how are we to put this into practice in our, in our lives in some manner? What would yeah. you say? Well, I would, worship is the first thing that comes to mind. Mm. Like your worship to another another level and if you feel like you can't get there that's what you should be praying for god help me to see you in some other kind of way while i'm worshiping uh worship has become stagnant for me like elevate your worship to the creator that's like that's a that's a major one the other thing is is yield you're like humans are so stubborn and we're trying to fix our own stuff Always. Yeah. We are addicted to control. We want to be in control. We want answers. Yield. You know, he left the Holy Spirit with us. He said it was better for the Holy Spirit to be with us than for Jesus to remain on earth, which which is just crazy to me because, like, I want to meet Jesus. Right. Um, mm. But but we have the Holy Spirit here. Yield to the Holy Spirit. Pray for wisdom. Pray for wisdom about what you should be praying for. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, these are just a, a handful of things, and I don't know if they sound too simple but they're no i mean they are they are simple right um the problem is you can you can't like trick your heart into desiring those things Mm -hmm. you know um so i think like for me because i can know all day all this all these different doctrines and i can know this the bible says that god is holy 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 um in the superlative the the ultimate emphasis yeah i can know that and still not have a real desire to worship God. Mm-hmm. And so I think what you said was great. Like come before the Lord and in reverence and fear that God is holy and take your, your, your sandals off, so to speak before him and cry out to a God that isn't going to turn a, a deaf ear to you. Mm. He, he wants to, he loves you. You know what I mean? Like, he is holy yeah. and he is completely separate from all things, but he is also holy in love. Like he is a, a great lover of, of mankind. He created us um, and he loves us. And so he wants us. He claimed yes. us. He wants us and mm. he's jealous for, for our worship. Like he's jealous for it. Mm. Christ like literally. Good. I was just saying like that should change the way you think about, about all of it, that he's jealous for your attention. Yeah. I mean, he loved you enough to die on a cross for you, and he paid for you. For those who, for those who God has has chosen for Himself, He literally says on the cross, "It is finished. It is yeah. finished." He has paid the price for His people. He loves us, so cry out to Him and absolutely love Him for who He is. See, see these doctrines, and don't let them just kind of be like, "Oh, okay." Like, think about it. Like, mm-hmm. there is a being that is. So great that if you were to see him without his help, if you were to see him, you would die immediately. Mm. Like, 
he and and this isn't like oh we can think how how powerful is that well he's not we can think of the biggest sun or the biggest star in the world or in the universe and the star in the world the biggest star biggest in star the world, world. That's, I'd have to go with Brad Pitt on that's that one. Grant Billinge well <laughs> <laughs> but you could think of the biggest star in the galaxy in the universe and he created that and every this whole entire universe fits into his hand you know so it's nothing to him that's how powerful this being is and this is the being that you are bowing down before to pray to. Mm. Um, and not, not just that, but he calls you to, and he, and he wants you to. Um, and he loves you. It's like the craziest thing. Like actually sure. kind of go through this and think about it until it hits you in the heart where you're like, wow, like that's crazy. And mm. then whenever that happens, fall on your face, worship him. Um, mm. That's something we don't do enough, I think. Like actually fall down onto our face. And just worship God. Mm. Well, and I think too, just just in terms of like, um, how do we respond to the holiness of God? Is um, as as we read through the scriptures. Well, for one, reading through the scriptures because you you can't love a God that you don't know, and that's that's kind of the you know the purpose of um, us even doing this podcast is to is to help people understand and know who God is. Um, so I think as we go through scripture understanding that he is a holy God that is to be worshiped, you know, that is jealous of our worship. So it's not, um, as we read through the scriptures and as we do this podcast and look up these topics and as people listen to these things, it's not a matter of, um, let me listen to this so I can gain some knowledge. Um, you know, that was something that I wrestled with as I started diving into eschatology. You know, at first it was like, oh, I want to, I want to learn this so I can contribute to a conversation between all my, you know, super reformed friends. It's like, no, that's wrong. Like you, you should be looking into these things to, to understand God, so you can love God and understand that He is, He is holy, holy, holy. You know, yeah. Study in the Old Testament, like you are getting glimpses of the attributes of God. Start there. I mean, really, Israel's journey, like that's the perfect, that's the perfect picture to see like what it's like to be God's people, mm-hmm. um, and. I mean, we're, we're Gentiles, you know, <laughs> by definition, we've been adopted. That's another incredible, like, step to, like, the theology. And, uh, man, it's just, the more you study this stuff, the more you look at it, you see how interconnected it is. And the, the Old Testament preps things that happen in the New Testament, and you look back and you compare things from the New Testament to the Old Testament, and, like, all of it is, it's like a, like a, a woven story from from a holy God that wants his people. He wants he wants his bride, the church. Like that's that's his. Mm. And he will have it. He will have it one day. Yeah, man. One last question. Why do you think people are so I don't know, maybe say against the holiness of God, but the holiness of God isn't something that people really like to talk about nowadays or emphasize within I would say maybe the church at large. Not necessarily the church because I obviously the church is is all about the holiness yeah. of God, but the church at large, it's kind of like a, a a doctrine that's not really hit on that much. Why do you think that is? Well, this is just my observation, but recently I've seen a lot of um, skepticism and criticism about hell itself, and I think people just don't understand what holiness means to know that holiness cannot be in the presence of sin, and they think, how could a good God send people to hell. Mm. Well, you don't understand holiness. Right. 
Like you, you need to, you need to work backwards from there and start to study the holiness of God. And then you understand now you're getting into sanctification. And like, I, I think it's a lack of understanding or people are just saying like, Hey, I don't like the way God does that. Mm. Well, you must not be very holy. You must not be afraid of him. Like the fear of God, like the fear of God is not in church. I think that's why people don't focus on holiness. Mm. It's a la carte. They like to just like grab little pieces that fit into some kind of justice story. Um, people idolize justice. And, and even that's just like people not trusting that God is a just God. They want to be in control of the justice factor too, mm. but they would study anything but holiness just to, I guess, I don't know, I would think hell. That's just my observation. Mm. Yeah, that's it. That's definitely a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, um, yeah, the not talking about hell and, and putting a lot of emphasis on love, um, I think does a disservice mm-hmm. because, yeah, I mean, it, it takes away from the holiness of God. It takes away from his, um, his just wrath, you know, because the, the wages of sin is death. And, and yeah, I think that's something that's just not, just not mentioned as much as it should be. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you don't mention the holiness of God and you only teach love, you're actually do, not only doing a disservice to the holiness of God, but you're doing a disservice to the love of God. Because when you really understand the holiness of God, you realize how Christ had to come down and face that. Like he had to, to bear the holy wrath mm. that was due to a sinner. And yeah. he, he took on the whole, the whole sins of all the people that he was paid for. How loving is that? You know, and then the love, right. like that is the most loving thing now. Now the love of God like opens up to me. Wow. Like, and that was one of the, re- that was, that was a really big thing for me when I was, when I was first starting to get serious about my faith, I started to realize how worthy of hell I was. Mm. And yeah. it started opening my eyes to the fact that Christ paid for my sins before a holy God. He took that wrath upon himself that I deserved. And then I started to love God. I was like, wow, he loved me that much that he paid for my sins that I deserved for no other reason than his own glory and that he loves yeah. me, right? And he called it just. He called it justice by grace. Yep. Yeah. Like it's justified. Mm-hmm. Like that, that rescue is justified like that. That's wild to me. That's so crazy. Just a gift. Yeah, yeah man. Hey, really appreciate you coming on and joining us. It's been awesome. Yeah, where can, uh, where can our listeners find you and your your info in your voice. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, podcast is called despite popular belief run all major podcasting platforms. Um, it's a manifold ministries podcast. So if you are curious about the um, show notes and listed scriptures of any kind of episode, uh, manifoldministries.com, And then you just click on despite popular belief. Um, yeah, that's really, that's really it. I'm spent most of my time on Instagram because I can't get Facebook to work on my phone very well. Dude, your and I get your Instagram good. game is awesome, dude. You do great on Instagram. <laughs> All the polls and like great the way that graphics, you, yeah. the way that you interact with your people, I think is really awesome. Something we're trying to do. Oh, well, cool. I, I appreciate it. Thank, thank you so much for having me on. It's, it's great talking to you guys about, about the holiness of God. Awesome yes. topic. Of course. And to find us, and where you can hear our they voice. already found us. The chances are you are hearing our voice. <laughs> so that part you've done, and you've done well. Congratulations. Don't forget to follow us on social media platforms, being Facebook and Instagram. Uh, subscribe to the pod. Leave us a review. Leave us uh, five stars. Um, not because we deserve it, but because we're greedy and selfish be, and we want it. Be gracious, please. Um, be gracious. Be loving. <laughs> 
Or just be truthful and we deserve it. That's a good point, too. (laughs) So, with that being said, then, um, yeah, once again, Stephen, thank you for joining us, and thank you for listening. Peace. Goodbye. Seeker Stars!